Welcome to Free Christian Church of God's Audio Outreach Ministry. For more information regarding the Audio Outreach Ministries, or to order past messages, please contact the church office at area code 419-596-3103 or visit our website at www.freecog.org. And now here's Pastor Jimmy Fry with today's message. All right, so Psalm 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength. Let's pray. Lord, I'm thankful for your word today. God, I'm thankful for this church that loves your word. Uh, Lord, I feel like this is a message that so many in the church are living through. Uh, God, sometimes in pain and suffering, our focus can get off, our perspective can get off. And God, might your word today serve as a reminder that no matter what we are going through, we have a refuge and a strength in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, you can be seated. Y'all saving your energy for football Sunday? Is that what's going on here? Saving your energy. I was talking with the elders uh, as they was praying for me. I, I said, you know, we always had like this, we, we had the flag football game. We always tried to make a big deal out of it. And so we used to play adults versus the youth. Well, I don't know if you've seen this youth group. Uh, they wouldn't be much of a challenge for us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we might just make them the cheerleaders this year. I thought it would be fun to have a staff and elders versus congregation football game. And then maybe we can have a youth versus vineyard group football game. No. <laughs> no, please, please come to football Sunday next week. You're going to have a, a, a really good time. We're going to trash talk. We're going to trash talk all day. If you wear a Michigan shirt, you're not going to feel like a part of the church. <laughs> but I promise you, we, we still love you. Um, we just take it out on you during the flag football game. That's right, whatever, Pat. <laughs> so, so Psalm 46, it's a, it's a scripture that we've all heard before. It's a scripture that we, we love to quote. Again, mostly to other per people. It's a hard one for us to preach to ourselves. God is our refuge and strength. How many of you believe that today? How many believe that? There's an author, uh, was an author, by the name of Ernest Hemingway, and there's a story about him uh, that, that goes, he was sitting in a restaurant one day with some of his friends, and he was challenged in a $10 bet uh, to write a six-word short story. He was a seasoned novelist and journalist and had confidence in his ability to use words. So he took the bet and on a napkin he wrote these words. For sale, baby shoes, never worn. Six words. Six words that take our breath away. Six words that cut 
straight to our heart. While this quick story doesn't have the classic beginning, middle, and end of a usual storyline, it has a subject and a verb that give us a sense of what has happened with conflict. In just these six words, the reader and the hearer are forced to participate in this larger narrative. We're forced to add characters to the before and the after, making the words personal. These six words engage feelings and emotions we may not have expected to participate in just moments before hearing them. A six-word story. As good as Hemingway was with words, life seems to outdo even the best of authors with six-word stories. In fact, if we could go around the sanctuary today, we would find that each and every one of us in some way, shape, or form have our own six-word story. It's a story that we carry with us every day. A story that has in some way defined the trajectory of our life. I have been with many of you as you've heard this six word story. And similarly to Hemingway's story, you were forced to engage, but many times you don't get to choose your own characters. This time it's not just words that are wrote down on a napkin that we can think about and just toss in a trash can and move on from. These six words defined your life. Some of these six word stories bring us great joy. Like, with this ring I thee wed. Congratulations, you are now a father. Or like my dad, your table will be ready shortly. (laughs) One of my favorites, we brought you over ice cream. But there are other times in life where everything is brought to a screeching halt. Maybe your story goes, it all changed in an instant or you no longer have a job. I just don't love you anymore. There has been a terrible accident. You are not able to conceive. It's time, call in the family. The cancer is not going away. Six powerful words, each telling a story. Pain and suffering is not just a threat in this life. It's a promise. But no six-word story is bigger, stronger, deeper, wider, or lasts longer than God. Life can offer anything for can't offer anything for you that the hand of God is not sovereign over. 
Therefore, as Romans 5, 3 through 5 says, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Sum that scripture up and it tells a six word story itself. God does not waste your pain. If a person wanted to find a reason to cry, you can find a reason every day. I recently hooked up a TV in our basement so that when I'm watching football, I don't have to hear my kids say, how much longer is the game going to be on, Dad? (laughs) So watching football, I think it was last Saturday, I went downstairs to the basement to find my two youngest watching YouTube videos of military families coming home and surprising their kids. And they're both sitting there crying. I said, guys, let's watch football. (laughs) Let's watch football. It seems like with the power of social media, uh, if we don't have our own stories of pain and suffering, uh, they are at our fingertips with just a swipe of our thumb, right? Men, women, Children, entire nations, hospitals, hospice centers, broken homes, the list goes on and on and on, the pain and the suffering. And I don't know about you, but my immediate reaction is all of this pain and suffering looks meaningless, doesn't it? What's the point? Look, look at the devastation in Florida. And we th- what is the point in all of this pain and all of this suffering leaves us with the words of David on our lips? How long, oh Lord, how long? Suffering reveals two things about the weakness of man and the glory of God. Two things in all suffering, the weakness of man and the glory of God. So how is one to make sense of all of the suffering that we see? We don't have to look any further than the cross. How is a Christian to withstand suffering? How do we triumph over it? By the grace of God, we understand the design of a sovereign God sending his perfect son in human form to suffer the worst fate a man can suffer to save really bad people. This is the foundation and the focus of Christian suffering the cross. You see, on the cross, through the eyes of the world, it would have seemed to reveal the power of Rome. It would have seemed to reveal the fragility of a heretic, just like a hurricane would seem to reveal the power of nature. And then the chaos of the disciples Running and hiding, the denial of Peter seemed to show a lack of weakness and and, and cowardliness. 
But that's not what would remain. Though it seemed like Christ was conquered by suffering and the power of men, that very suffering would conquer sin and death. Then he rose from the dead and ascended into heaven, proving his power is made perfect in weakness. He would take those very cowardly disciples and set them as the foundation for his bride, the church. They would suffer in terrible, terrible ways, but the church would prevail because the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And that church still stands today and will stand forevermore. All because of suffering servants, those who followed their Lord and Savior's footsteps by taking up their own cross and following him. So suffering Christian, hear your six-word story today. God does not waste your pain. Your pain cannot outdo what the cross has done. It can only cause you and others around you to see his glory. So when you think about it, how wise it is of God to allow his people to suffer trials because they wean us off the world. Slowly, they wean us off the world. They give us an eternal perspective. They humble us, causing us to lean harder into him who is our refuge and our strength. They make us more like Christ. And if a six-word story is too long for you to remember, he actually gave us a six-letter story. G-O-S-P-E-L gospel that's my story we have this ministry this gospel suffering by the mercies of God yes your suffering is your ministry well Jimmy I wish I had your job your suffering is your ministry. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 through 18, we'll we'll get to all of this, but uh, ride along with me here. But we have this treasure in jars of clay, fragile mud vessels to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. That's a humbling verse right there. You're nothing but a mud pot to show you're powerless, but God is not. God will sometimes allow our vessels to be bumped so that some of what we are full of can spill out onto others around us. And notice, Paul isn't making much of the vessel here. Too many times in our trials and suffering, 
we focus on the vessel. Oh, my body. Oh, the pain, right? We want to protect the vessel. We worry about the vessel. We're praying for the vessel. We're capping off the vessel. But the potter protects the vessel. The Apostle Paul wasn't shaken by suffering because he knew that God, the potter, would protect the vessel as long as Paul, the vessel, was protecting the treasure within the vessel. The vessel has to focus on the gospel, the treasure. Focus on the treasure, not the vessel. Focus on the master, not the servant. When we suffer, it's for Christ's sake. Paul continues, we are afflicted in every way, but there's not a period there. Isn't that sometimes how we talk about our life? Oh, I'm afflicted. I'm perplexed, I'm persecuted, I'm struck down, always carrying this body of death. Is that your testimony? Is that your testimony? Paul writes it like this. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus. So that, big two words there, the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. This living sacrifice. We often try to envision the end of our suffering, the peace that will be found at the end, the, the rest that will be found at the end, and we picture Christ receiving us at the end of this bumpy road, Christ mending our wounds and calming our fears, but don't miss the very presence of Christ in the storm. I do not leave you comfortless. Six-word story. Fight the good fight of faith. Six words. You see, Christian, he is good while we suffer. Because we suffer every moment within the palm of his hand. And though he may not be fixing our bodies, he's fixing our soul. This type of sanctifying can only be gotten through suffering. He goes on. For we who live are always being given over to death. Now I think, I think Paul is probably using always differently than we do. 
When we say always, we don't really always mean always, do we? I always have bad luck, right? I'm always hurting. But I think he really was here. And he's speaking on behalf of believers. He's saying we, for we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our mortal flesh. He's, he's saying beyond this whole spiritual thing, here's another avenue of the manifestation of Christ in you and it's your mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, woo right? But life in you. Uh, this is great. This is his testimony. I'm suffering so that you have life. This hurts me, but you are gaining life. And he continued on in it. Paul's suffering in ministry. Ministry was death to him, but life to the hearers, life to those who watched him. Oftentimes, it are, it's the onlookers of our suffering that fare better than us. Isn't it? It might feel like death working in you, but it's life to your friends and family. It's life to your church. And, and so you have to ask yourself this question, would you trade that this testimony, this ministry of suffering for comfort. If you could take the cancer away, but trade it for the ministry that it is accomplishing, would you? Never. The beating that you're taking the physical agony, would you trade it for the testimony that your family is seeing? The gospel testimony? Never. Dr. John Henry Jewett said, ministry that costs nothing accomplishes nothing. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed, and so I spoke. We also believe, and so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. That's hope. That's hope not just for the sufferer, but for the lost. So we do not lose heart. So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Amen, right? Amen. Our inner self is being renewed day by 
day. Mercies every morning for this. Listen to how this talks. Listen to how this talks about our pain and our suffering. For this light, momentary affliction. Not to make small of it, but in comparison to what's coming, it is light, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory. Eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to things that are seen, but to things that are unseen, for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. You suffer for an eternal glory. A weight of glory that cannot be compared to anything. The more you suffer, the heavier the weight of glory. It should be, in fact, I I think as the Bible speaks of it, it's just going to happen. Every born-again believer, everyone who professes Jesus Christ as their Savior and their Lord and walks that life out will die with a tear in the corner of their eye. Every one of us will. Though it's in our human nature to avoid suffering, we will do all we can to manage pain and to prosper in this life and to just have everything go smooth. But you will find all throughout Scripture that as believers, we will all suffer. And we are to embrace suffering, not push it away. Now, don't go looking for it, that's dumb. Don't go looking for suffering. It will come to you. It will come to you. But the Bible gives us this hope. Revelation 21, 4. And this is how I know every believer is going to die with a tear. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. So Christian, don't push away. Don't dread that things, those things that bring a tear to your eye on this earth, because he will wipe it away in heaven. I don't want to get there with a dry eye. I don't want to miss the touch of the thumb that wipes it away. Give me a tear. Acts 14, 22. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Standing on the promises. of It's not one we think of and sing on. But it's true. So just as moments ago we took the bread, we took the cup, and we did it in remembrance of his sacrifice, his suffering. 
so also as we suffer, we do in remembrance of him. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. Your life, a six-word story. God does not waste your pain. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. He's saying, I'm here for you in your suffering so that you can be there for others as they are suffering. God does not waste your pain. You should not waste it either. So I want to leave you with this question today. What is your six-word story? Let's pray. God, I thank you today for the six-word story, the promise that you will not waste our pain, but that that pain is creating for us something far greater than we could comprehend, far greater than any earthly comfort that we could receive. And God, as we open up the altar in this, this time of invitation, uh, Lord, might we receive clarity from you on this path that we are walking, this ministry of suffering that, that maybe some have been privileged to carry. And God, if it isn't our turn to suffer, might we come alongside those who are suffering and be the comfort to them that you have been to us. God, might we find joy as we look around and see those who gain life from these bodies of death that suffer for Christ's sake. Lord, move how you see fit. In Jesus' name. You have been listening to Pastor Jimmy Fry from Free Christian Church of God in Continental Ohio. We hope you have enjoyed today's message, and we would like to invite you to visit us next Sunday morning. Our Sunday morning services begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the worship service at 10.30. Free Christian Church of God is located on the corner of State Route 15 and State Route 634, just north of Continental. For more information regarding this or other ministries, call the church office at area code 419-596-3103 
or visit our website at www.freecog.org. This has been a Free Christian Church of God audio outreach ministries production. 